Hey everybody, what's up? I'm Key. Welcome to the next episode of I Am Who I Am, Raw, Uncut, and Unfiltered. Hello, hello. Happy Thursday. I hope you guys are enjoying your day. First and foremost, I would like to say thank you for the continued support and I am glad you all are enjoying the show. Now, um, based on the last episode, as I was listening to it and see how I can improve, one thing that I feel like I definitely did was leave out a lot of key factors and what accountability was in some of those situations. So I want to take the time to kind of go back a little bit and reiterate on some of the things that I had discussed or talked about in the last episode. So one thing that I definitely want you guys to understand is that at this point in time, you know, I was, and I, and I've said it several times, but I was only like 18 to, you know, 20, 21, maybe, you know, during what I've already discussed. Okay. Um, I feel like as a child and growing up, one of the things that I really didn't have was good mental and emotional support. So one of the things that like I definitely dealt with was pretty much growing up before my time and thinking that the moment that I turn a certain age or getting to a certain point in life, it would definitely bring me some sort of life satisfaction or some sort of release from all the things that I was dealing with. So when I finally got to that age and after all, you know, all these things that happened, you know, I moved across the country. Um, I didn't get into college. Then, like I said, I probably had like a good three to four, maybe five relationships you know, within a couple year span. And those were things that were just me not really understanding or growing or knowing anything. I just felt like, you know what, I'm grown, I can do whatever it is that I want to do. And that isn't always like the best outlook to have. But I also feel like part of that too is because there were a lot of things that like I hadn't really discovered about myself or learned or understood. So during that time where, you know, I moved back in with my mom, a lot of things were taking place. And there were several conversations that happened as to where you know, Kiera, you're not doing this, you're not doing that, you're always worried about this, but you're not worried about your responsibilities. And also, there were several times that this statement, you need to take accountability and responsibility for your own actions. Now, I seen something on Facebook the other day that said, when you are holding someone accountable, they may take it and it may feel like an attack because they're not ready yet to receive what you're trying to do. And that resonated a lot with me because as I was going through these situations, 
to me, it, it did feel like an attack, especially when, you know, of course, like I knew the things that I was doing wasn't right. But at the same time, I was also like, well, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what I deal with. You haven't felt the emotional strain or pain, the struggle. You don't know how I've dealt with certain things. You know, the the list goes on and on. But the bottom line was that and what I had to understand now or as as I was continuing these years is that your problems and your feelings are yours. They're not for anybody else. These this is something that you have to deal with because it's you. It's your life. You have to figure out what it is you need to do and what it is you have to do. So a lot of the times with my family and myself were arguing or not getting along with some of these situations it definitely put me in a perspective to be to feel attacked right because I like I don't know and a lot of the times as you know kids and you you know and when we're young we think we know everything no we don't no we don't but I mean I can make you know a list of things that have happened in the trials and tribulations of just about everything and I have touched on a lot of things that I've experienced growing up and through life and all of those really like especially like when you don't have guidance or you don't have someone to help you push through or help you to understand what emotions are why do you feel this way why don't you know why do you feel this way you know you don't really understand the full picture and some things like I said it may feel like an attack but it's it's really not it's to open your eyes but sometimes accountability has to happen with a push or a force and that's a lot of what was going on in this so around the time that I talked about, I got into that second car accident with the cement truck. Um, that was really like a turning point for me, those back-to-back car accidents. And the reason being is because with that first car accident, and I talked about how I didn't pay the cable and internet bill. My sister was so upset and she was mad because one because I was barely home I you know I really wasn't helping out around the house I was always going you know besides work you know I was in the streets whatever the case may be like I wasn't really taking care of my responsibilities but then at the same time from my perspective of that it was like well you know, I'm going to work. I know that it is a big responsibility to have a job and to hold a job. I know that I need to make money. I know that I need benefits. Um, 
so on and so forth. Like I have to take care of my car payment. I have to do this. I have to do that. But also like I was still like besides going to work though, I was still staying out late or not really coming home. So with that whole situation, it was, you know, them being fed up about, you know, me not taking care of responsibility at home. And also the fact that I still wasn't doing the appropriate things that I needed to do to get myself on track for me to move on with my life. So she is the one person who has constantly told me over the years, you need to take accountability and responsibility for your own actions. Okay, that is something that really, really made me upset when I was younger okay really did and it bothered me because I'm like well like I said at that time you know I have all these moving parts my you know I, I talked about how one of my friends was murdered um that was something that was terrible it was the first time that I even knew anybody that was just you know she was a sweet girl just just that whole situation it was it was something that like I didn't know how to deal with um the groups of people that were also involved in that they weren't the right people I should have never been dealing with them and that's where you know I really started understanding too like the like these people like why like why am I here you know and it started to become a question for me of my environment who was I around who did I not want to be around who was it okay to be around who are the people who are actually doing something who are the ones who are in the clubs drinking all the time running the streets doing this those all started to become questions for me as I began to go through this experience now with the second car accident I want to say this I had a couple friends that I had met working at Amazon when I had first moved out there one of those friends I basically you know just stopped dealing with her because I was like you know you have all this going on I don't know if I can deal with it, you know, this and this, that and that. And it it, it was a mess. I mean, I think later, later on, we did eventually end up reconnecting. But it was like, I'm doing so much for you. But when the shoe is on the other foot and I need help, you can't help me. You can't help me. So that's where another part of accountability came in and also why I had even stopped dealing with her at that point before we reconnected because every single time that you need something you're in a situation this that and the third you can count on me but I can't count on you and what I had to learn was those types of people I don't need in my life and the same thing with the other person he used me. He wanted to go to the club, 
at the expense of my car, my time, my availability. And I didn't start to see that until I had gotten into the cement truck accident when he stopped communicating with me because I was no longer of use to him. Taking accountability for that really, it, it took a hard turn on me because there was a point of that where I, I really was depressed. I could not figure out like all these people, they were here and they weren't, you know, one was supposed to be one of my closest friends that turned out to be, you know, nothing. Then I'm having you know, problems at home. I don't want to be at home, but I don't have any friends. I don't have any other place I can go. I don't have money to just be like, okay, well, I'm gonna just pack up and move back to Ohio. And at that time, I really didn't want to, I cared nothing about moving back home. Absolutely nothing. I did not want to come back here. Um, And part of that was because I was just like, I felt like a failure. I felt like I failed. Um, I was scared to see what I would return to. And, you know, and then being in another city and experiencing so many things that you definitely don't get here. I also didn't want to lose that either. But what I also had to understand in that is that there is nothing that replaces home, love, and support. And even though the people who love you will tell you some shit to get you to open your eyes and that, it may sting, but they're telling it to you because they love you. And I didn't understand that at this point in time. When this car accident happened with the cement truck, I was totally terrified of driving. You know, the insurance company, they were basically telling me like, Kiera, you have to get this rental car. You have to go to these appointments. Every time I would get behind the wheel of the car, I would get a massive migraine and I'd be shaking the entire time. That was not fun. But... There had to be a point of determination and perseverance. I literally had to put it in myself and in my spirit that no matter what, you cannot lose this job. You have to go to these appointments. You have to do this. You have to do that. This is where my wrongs, I, I looked at my wrongs and I started creating rights. It's like, once again, the situation was forced. It was completely out of my control. But the car accident made me push the button and go full drive. Once the insurance company said you had to get the car, give the car back, I'm left without a vehicle, transportation. And if there's anything that I can't do is lose this job. Right? So... Now, that's where I'm making arrangements with, like I said, with the connections that I have for me to be able to commute. 
And I ain't gonna lie, it was embarrassing for me to go to work with a suitcase. It was real embarrassing. I did not like it. I didn't like the way it felt. But at the end of the day, I had to do what I had to do. I had to ask for rides. I had to give gas money, even though I really didn't have much to give. Whatever it was possible that I had to do to understand that, Kiara, you have to change your life around. This is not up for negotiation. You have to do this. The thing was, is that feeling isolated, feeling defeated, being depressed, unmotivated and all these different things. It just made me feel like I need to be out on my own once again. And that is a way that I cannot tell you how many times like I felt that throughout my life. And it especially sucks when it is the people who are your family. But like now, you know, we all have a better relationship. But at that point in time, that is exactly how I felt. Like I felt like this is terrible. Like I don't want to be here. Um, I'm not welcome. Um, And I felt like that for a long time. A long time. Um, And now me feeling that way and also me trying to understand and establish that there can be no more wrong. I started making the changes. And then also, too, my family recognized that, you know, she has to keep this job. If she doesn't keep this job, we're going to, you know, it's going to be a continuous thing. So they helped me get that car. And like I said, with my settlement, I paid them back for the car. Um, it was in my name. I had full responsibility of it. And I continue to progress progress from there. Um, now, once that happened, I continued to work. And like I said, like I made a plan. I made a plan with my money. I was like, okay, this is how much your bills are. This is what you have to do. This is, you know, we're we're working on paying these credit cards down. We paid the payday loans off. We're getting these bills back in order. And like I said, I did. I got to a level of what financial stability actually felt like. Okay. Um, I made a bunch of progress and my family definitely noticed that I made the progress. Like I said, I also had got a part-time job. I was delivering pizza. Hey, it was what it was. But at the end of the day, like I did what it was that I needed to do for me to help get out this situation. And I would never, ever be ashamed of saying that I have to work X, Y, Z jobs to make sure this gets done. I do it now. Okay. I work. I coach. I do nails. I, you know, I have a couple other side jobs in the event that, you know, nails isn't doing enough for me. So that way I can still be afloat. I don't care what it is. Bottom line is, is that I got to do what I got to do to make sure that my ship don't sink. And nobody should ever be ashamed of doing that. Okay. Now, as we move forward in this story, 
And after my family has seen that I've made this progress, we all know that eventually Elise is up, right? And my sister, she decided that she wanted to move out and be on her own. So she sat me down and, you know, she explained to me, like, what she wanted to do and all these different things. Now, what I will say is that throughout that time period where I'm working, I'm getting my finances back together, all my bills are paid down. I also had enrolled in going to a community college in the area. I thought to myself while I was growing and progressing that this would be the best opportunity for me to do so. So during that time, like, and I started in the summer, I had went to the community college. I was trying to find out about my financial aid, if I can do it, what's the requirements, this, that, and the third. I had been communicating with my family and my mom about, you know, me going to school and what all I needed to do and this, that, and the third. But when this conversation came around, you know, of her telling me that she wanted to move out, I, I'm not going to lie, I got pissed. Because it wasn't that I did not want her to be happy. Of course, I want her to be happy. Of course, I want her to do everything that she needed to do. But what happens when you have a system, right? If there is five people who are working together in a system and all of a sudden, one of those people decides to make a change and leaves, it affects everybody else, right? So that's where they say many hands make light work, but it also says that, you know, in working together, but if one person leaves, that means the other, per the other people have to work harder. So... In having this conversation, you know, and it did get heated for a minute, but there it goes again. You need to take responsibility and accountability for your own actions. This is how I felt. I said, you know, in my mind, I'm like, I paid the cable and internet. I've helped out with extra when I can, even if I really don't have it. I've helped my mom pay some extra bills. I stopped going out. I work seven days a week. I'm barely home. As I told y'all, I was in. I, I started dating someone else. I was in a relationship. And I'm paying for school. So in my mind, I'm like, what more can I possibly do? You're telling me to take responsibility and accountability for my own actions. Well, from the time that I've moved in, you know back at the old house to the time that we are at this point right now haven't I done that haven't I done that but apparently the answer was no okay I'm gonna just tell y'all I was I was pissed I was upset I was hurt because I'm like as you all know I've said it time and time again I wanted to go to college I was hurt by not going to college. I, store, I started this off by not going to college. I'm actively 
and have been paying a payment month I don't know if it was bi-weekly or monthly for a payment plan for me to start community college in the fall I had already been doing this months prior to the fall even getting here so now I'm looking at it like if you move out I have to either take like I have to take care of your portion of your bills if I do that I can't afford to go to school and then it was also I just like I'm just like I can't I like I can't afford to do both basically That was something like I just like I was immediately upset about because I just like I didn't know what to do. So, you know, I went and I sat on it and, you know, although I was upset, I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I called the school. I withdrew. And. I was upset and devastated again at this point because now this is my third attempt to go to college and make something of myself. All these years that I put off away, making bad decisions, making poor choices, making friends with the wrong people, doing the wrong things. I finally got into a point where I've literally stopped going out. I've stopped spending money on different things. I've carried my finances very well. I fixed my finances. I, you know, I have damage in my neck and my back. Um, I started gaining weight, but hey, it was what it was. Um, I'm just like, I don't like, I don't know what to do. You know, having all those emotions of, this is what you did. This is where you were. You climbed yourself. You brought yourself back up to get knocked back down. One of the ways that, that I used to feel all the time is that I take 10 steps forward to get knocked back 20. I take two steps to get knocked back five. That was like always a thing for me. And I used to let those mishaps or those things that were completely out of my control take over everything that I had to do. Just like how I did when I first moved to Arizona. I let that man and what he said alter and change my whole life and my whole motive of everything that was going on and what I was supposed to do. I had other alternatives. I could have simply just went to community college then. I'm sure it would have been paid for by financial aid, but I wasn't trying to hear it because this is something that I had a goal set for. And it was just completely uh, diminished by one's actions and one's words. And then here I am. It happened again. What I ended up deciding to do was after I withdrew from school, there had been some other conversations in the house about what people were going to do if, you know, um, stay together, this, that, and a third. 
so I just decided, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go find me an apartment. Okay. And that's what I did. I withdrew from school. I found me an apartment. And by this time, I had I think I received another um, settlement check from the accident. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go get me an apartment. And I set myself up. I had brand new furniture, dishes, some decorations. I set myself up pretty nice. I found me a nice apartment, all utilities included, including my internet. When I say I had brand new everything, I had brand new everything except maybe some pots and pans and stuff. Um, and then, you know, throughout all of this whole thing, like, yeah, of course I was happy that, you know, I had a new apartment and I was finally on my own and I can do my own thing and I was established and everybody could, everybody's seen all the progress that I had made. Our relationships had gotten so much better. But it was also the simple fact that I had realized or came to the conclusion that maybe college just wasn't my thing. And that, I think that took a lot of growing up for me to do. That that one right there took a lot of growing up for me to do, for me to understand, like, everything isn't meant for you. There's some things that you just absolutely just have to figure out a different way or you have to figure out something else that works for you, and that's fine. Now... Like I said, you know, it still got tough for me because I'm sitting here watching this person graduate, this person graduate, caps and gowns, this and that, you know. And it just, it was a thing. I was depressed about it, you know, but eventually, like I, like I said, I had to learn to let that go. Now, I'm living on my own, and I was in a relationship, and I'm not going to say that the relationship was perfect. It definitely wasn't. Like, there were definitely a lot of things that were wrong with the relationship, but I, once again, was still just still just not really understand, like, understanding, like, who I was that I'm supposed to love me and I don't need the validation of another person. This relationship was toxic by its very definition, toxic. There was a lot of gaslighting. There was a lot of no one is really a priority a lot of this matter more this matters more than you a lot of in the street all day long there was a lot of arguments and a lot of bullshit over dumb shit 
Um, it wasn't all bad. Okay, I can at least say, like, I definitely loved him a lot. Um, but, you know, that's where it was. And, you know, I still had my place. I would go over to his place. He barely would come to mine. Um, you know, it was it was wishy-washy. The, the whole thing was, huh, listen. But as I was in this relationship, you know, he basically told me that I don't know and I don't know what it was but for some reason I had been looking at like a bunch of nail videos and he had told me he was like you should try to do nails and I was like hell no hell no absolutely not reason being was because for one I've never like don't get me wrong I like to get my nails done I like to dress up I can get down if I throw some clothes on but majority of the time like I'm just regular leggings t-shirt slides you know tennis shoes hat on my head or hairs in a ponytail or whatever there wasn't too much you know there wasn't too much I'm not one of them females who wears a lot of makeup like I am 99% of the time I am barefaced the only time I will put makeup on is if there is an important or special event or if I feel like it and me feeling like it is few and far between okay I'm just like I'm just not that girl the one thing that I only cared about for was getting my nails done and this was also around the time like COVID hit and I'm just like I don't know what to do I, all I know is I was I think we were on the phone I was pissed I couldn't get my nails done and he was like, you should try and do your nails. And like I said, I was like, hell no. Like that, I was always involved in sports. You know, I've never been, like he's never known me to be athletic. I mean, I feel like I've talked to him about it, but I've never like showed him that I could be, you know. Um, and it just, it was just like hell no hell no I'm not about to go and learn how to do no nails like it's not for me I definitely thought the market was oversaturated um I was like well I know all these people who do nails I'm never gonna you know be like them you know giving myself like every reason to like not do it but for some odd ass reason it stayed like ingrained in my mind it would not leave no matter how hard I tried to shake the idea of doing nails it stayed there I don't know why but it did all I knew is that one day I mustered up the courage to go to the nails and what's funny is is that it was literally a nail supply store right across the street from his house it took two minutes to get there that was insane I went in there one day and I talked to the guy that was in there he was a very sweet man I was like hey I'm trying to learn how to do nails can you help me out in getting the stuff that I need this man literally walked me around the whole entire store grabbing everything that I needed to start learning how to do nails not only that my ex called his mother to come show me how to do nails. From that point forward, the journey started and I just kept like practicing, trying to figure it out and whatever. And then eventually one day I decided I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go to nail school. 
So even though like it was during COVID, like eventually like the schools and everything had to get back going. So yes, they did eventually open the school back up and I started nail school. Throughout me starting nail school though, like my relationship really just started to take a turn for the worse. Okay. Um, things were not great. All right. There, like I said, there had just been so many arguments, so many fights, um, so many insecurities that were just, just there, just plain sight. Like, I don't know what else or how to really describe that, but I can tell you now that I was not my full self. I was not happy. I was miserable. I was depressed. And even though like I was doing all of those, like even though like I was starting a career, like I even had to take a FMLA from work. I mean, an intermittent leave from work. I didn't go to work for like a month and a half because of how, how depressed and how much anxiety I had during that time. And, and, to even have that much depression, anxiety, stress on me that I had to take that during a pandemic. And true enough, like, yes, it was stressful for everybody. But the only thing we had to do was go to work and go home. I was considered an essential worker. I wasn't allowed to not um, work. OK, I didn't have the option to have the ability to leave work and do this and do that. I had to go to work every day, every day until eventually they allowed me to work from home. During this intermittent leave, I even had a doctor sign, you know, give me a note for an emotional support animal. That's how tired I was. That's how exhausted I was. I was drained. I think I was at the heaviest I had ever been in my life. I was. I want to say, listen. I'm five foot one. Okay. Anything over 160 is pushing it. I was hitting 180. I looked miserable. I can go back through my phone and find so many pictures of me just looking tired, me feeling drained. There was nothing that made me feel good about myself, not even the guy that I was with. But there I was holding on for holding on to love. Thinking that I need somebody to love me. He asked me to move in. That was an argument. If somebody asks you to move in and it becomes an argument, there's no reason why you need to move in. There doesn't need to be an ultimatum, nothing. If asking, if somebody asks you to move in with you and that triggers you to have a bad response, you don't need to move in. But you know what the hell I did? I still moved in with his ass anyways. Everybody in my family told me, Kira, do not move in with him. Everybody. I moved in with him. 
I moved out of my comfort. All that work. Everything that I had did. Everything that I struggled with. All the emotional burden. All the emotional pain. Constantly being yelled at. Figuring out what's right and what's wrong. What to do, what not to do. I moved in with this man. Less than a month in. Less than a month in. We got into one fight. A week later. One week later. I. Had a gun pulled on me. I was held hostage. My keys. My phone, my Apple Watch, anything electronic that I had was taken. I was terrified. Flat out terrified. I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything. I had no idea that he was capable of doing something like that to me. Especially because I had been with him for two years at this point. Two. I had began helping him raise his children. I helped him out financially which also drained my savings I had did this I had dealt with this I had did this all the amount of things that I had done put up with went through I still had a gun pulled on me I could have been killed Luckily, he didn't pull the trigger. After he left, I didn't know how to feel. I didn't know what to do. I left everything that I had, everything that I built Everything that I I put my heart and soul into to create. He even helped me move in. He was proud of me. He did everything. I stripped down bare naked to nothing for someone who could do that to me. I went from a person who was in chaos, turned it around to have a solid foundation, brand new everything. In nail school, pursuing a trade, pursuing a career. Did X, Y, Z. To have that happen. That was the most devastating thing that has ever happened to me in my life.
The next morning, I called my mom. And I told her, I was like, look, I don't know what you got going on. I don't know what you have to do. But I need you to help me get out of here. She came. I packed up the essentials that I needed for the moment. And I left. She asked me what happened. I didn't want to say. I was in shock. But what I will say is, though, at some point during the interaction with me and him, I got angry. I got angry because you sitting here staring me down. Like you're going to do something. And at some point, I just got tired and I was like, do the shit. But he still never pulled it. I got mad because I just like I couldn't believe and understand or fathom that I was in that situation. So my mom is sitting here telling me and trying to ask me and pull pride information out of my mouth. And I didn't have words, but eventually I told her. And she was like, oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. We, I think at that point in time, we went and had a discussion with his mom um, to figure out what was going on. But at the end of it, my mom ended up taking me over to my sister's house because she was packing up everything at her house to move again. Um, I get to my sister's house, you know, she's like, you can stay here, whatever. But. That same night, I got my ass chewed out once again. The next day, they were moving into the house my sister had actually bought. We have somebody in my family who actually just bought a house. They're happy. They're excited. They're supposed to be a joyous day, but once again... They're having to clean up my mess. My mother told us after we they got done moving everything to take the truck and go over there and get everything of mine out of that apartment. On the way back, she laid into me again. I was trying to hear her, but I have just been assaulted. Like I said, I was depressed. It hadn't even been 24 hours. Not even 24 hours, and here I am. This event just happened less than 24 hours ago. We're trying to move my stuff. I get it. You're pissed. And I'm not going to say you're wrong for being pissed because she absolutely was not. But you're laying in me. Going off. And I'm just crying. Yelling at me about having to clean up my mess. I literally contemplated jumping out of that truck. 
a moving U-Haul. I mean, I just like I completely just felt like I wanted to die and give up. That was one of the most devastating things that had ever happened to me. The most devastating thing that has ever happened to me. That is an extremely hard thing to deal with and go through. Extremely. I feel for anyone who has ever, ever been through that. I hate to hear it. I hate to see it. Anybody who I feel like, you know, they're dealing with an abusive relationship or anything like that. I tell them to run. And I was telling them to run before this even happened to me. Because before this instant incident, we had never really gotten physical. Yeah, we have some heated conversations, but physical, nah. So did I think that this was a possibility? No. But nobody ever thinks it is until it's too late. Nobody ever thinks it is until it is too late. I hate to end this podcast on that episode. I mean, this this episode right there where I'm at. But I mean, I only have a certain amount of time before it goes off, but... That's what happened. There is more to come after this, but this that that was it. That's where I hit my lowest. I hope you guys can relate. If there's any other domestic violence, victims or survivors out there please feel free to reach out you can send me an email at i am who i am double underscore ruu at gmail.com it's a serious issue we don't talk about it enough tell me how you feel let me know I'll see you guys next Thursday at 2 p.m.